0: Um, Hello, I'm Jack.
1: I'm Ian. And I'm Orestes.
0: Welcome to the Jacked Podcast, Episode 9, I believe. Okay, so first off, we've got the fan archive. Um, Have you guys seen the Jack and Daxter remake on Dreams on PlayStation 4? Okay, so just for some context, the Dreams remake that Jack's referring to is the Jack and Daxter Dreams remake for the PS4 Early Geyser Rock Tour video on YouTube by B13CW. It was published on May 8th, 2020, and at the minute has 12,000 views, so it's doing quite well. Um, I will link the video in the show notes if anyone wants to have a look at what we're talking about, or what they're talking about. And in the description of the video that I will link, there is also another link if you want to play the game itself and download it
2: to have a go.
1: Yeah, I was just about to say, me personally, I don't have uh, a PS4 with Dreams in it. Uh, Ah, fair enough. Yeah, so I only only watched the video.
0: Yes, um, I actually did manage to play it and I was pretty impressed with what the guy did. It's very impressive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good tech there.
1: Well, my general idea when I saw the video clip is that maybe the sound effects were a bit loud (laughs) <laughs> I mean, okay, I know the limitations of dreams, but damn, the the sound effects of punching and spinning were very, very loud. And I was like, mm. ah, maybe that needs a little tweak because it was even louder than the music. Uh, so maybe a little bit on the sounds in some fixes, but... Nevertheless, it's just a fun project so I don't know if it if it has any meaning to go back and make changes. Yeah. But I just found the sound effects a little bit annoying. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was just my take on it.
2: Well, uh, for the video, I mean, they still have time to rearrange everything. I mean, they can still edit the video and all that. I'm pretty sure the whole sound thing kinda of probably caught their eye and everything and they're fixing it, maybe. Ah, you yeah. Were- mm-hmm. Okay. I'm
0: looking forward to see how, um if he continues working on the project and how it goes
1: because it's very good so far yeah let's see we'll see Uh, I have more faith to the guy that is trying to do the PS5 remake from Unity (laughs) from Unreal Engine that we talked some episodes ago rather than a full game on Dreams because I think Dreams is more of a funny little project just to make you know, for appreciation kind of thing, I don't know if it's going Mm -hmm. to be a big thing or he's going to be making changes to it but nevertheless, I think it was a very good try, and I think probably every true Jak and Daxter fan can re- uh, remake the Geyser Rock level because it's so iconic and it's the level you start with. So
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so um, he did a good job. Yeah, the guy making the PS Five remake is, um, yeah, it's pretty awesome what he's done so far. I really like the um, the animations of the enemies. You know, the snake or the serpent in mm-hmm. the. Sentinel Beach was it? Yeah. Yeah. Have you yeah. guys seen that? It's really good.
2: Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, I haven't mm. seen it much yet, but I am uh, quite excited to see the video and everything, and see how everything's kind of like updated and everything. One thing I kind of hope they fix though is um, kind of the camera angles and everything for the game. Uh-huh. I'm currently playing the uh, yeah. the PlayStation Three collection again, and like uh, camera angles and everything keeps screwing me up so I'm hoping they kind of like fix that
1: yeah I understand what you mean uh, but I think because it's a one man project it will take him like the least of his concerns is to make the camera better but yeah I hope I hope he, he gives it into consideration to look into the cameras and controls and everything but um, yeah probably because he's one man project I think he's more focusing on recreating the whole world and making the game functional at some point But yeah, maybe after that, the camera needs a little tweak. Uh, uh, Do do you have anything to add, Jack, in the early Geyser Rock tour on... ...on the Dreams? Uh, Also, another detail was that a lot of details were missing. (laughs) Again, the Dreams limitations. But, you know, they were not uh, enemies, like... ...enemies, you know what I mean, uh, things to hit. Uh, there were no doors or a, mecha- a, me- a mechanism to open the door with some electricity, as you do with the blue Eco on the original game. Also, when he got to the middle of the island, when you get through the big uh, precursor door, there were, there were no platforms in the water, he just fell into a lake and then just you know, walked on the precursor drums and got up there. So there, was, there were a lot of things missing if you wanted to make a 100% representation of Geyser Rock. But again, it was a very good try in the end.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was very good. I um, hopefully, hopefully I think I think we've dreamed you can continuously update it. So I'm not sure if he's finished, but mm-hmm. yeah, like I say, it's good so far. Now it, I I think it's absolutely brilliant how um, you know we get fans. We have fans who are doing all this creative work, making remakes. Even doing it on Dreams or Unreal Engine shows the passion, you know?
2: Yeah, at least there are uh, fans and everything. You know, somebody passionate for the project.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, should we move on to the main discussion then? Yep. Okay, so for this episode, we're going to do Precursor Basin. Did you guys enjoy this level?
2: Mm-hmm. I did. It's pretty nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think it's a pretty awesome level. I like how it all revolves around the Zuma. Mm-hmm. what, though... The mi- the mission the Blue Hoops, that drives me crazy sometimes.
1: <laughs> well, it, it has some crazy missions and some missions that you won't ever meet again in the game. <laughs> yeah. So it's pretty unique as a place because it's the only place that you get to fly freely with a zoomer in a, like a lake area. Uh, because all the other missions with the zoomer are just a straight line that you go from A to B. But right here, you can go Yeah, you can go there, you can go to the other direction, you can fight the lurkers, you can go race, you can go
2: kill some plants, you can do <laughs> all the things together. <laughs> yeah, it, you can get, it takes, gives you time to you know, familiar yourself with the controls of the zoomer.
0: Mm-hmm. There's a lot of variety, it's pretty good, I, like, I enjoy it a lot. Um...
2: And also you don't have the stress of uh, uh, the
1: previous level, because you have the lava heating up your zoomer. Here you don't have that, so you have, as you said, the whole time to to ride for free anywhere you want with a zoomer and also I think there's a glitch I think there's a glitch that you can get the zoomer out there <laughs> but I, I haven't managed to to do it myself I have not but seen
0: it, that but I would be very interested in trying that out
1: yeah I, th- <laughs> I think there was but I think it was only on the original PS2 release of the game like the very, the very first one that you can glitch it and actually drive with the zoomer outside and go into the rock village and everything <laughs> That sounds pretty crazy. Yeah, that was pretty crazy.
2: The only thing I I kind of thought was uh, annoying uh, with the Zoomer was the fact you could not back up. Yeah, Yeah. because like every time you like hit a wall or some kind of crevice, it I mean, sure it kind of gives you the ability to uh, turn around as much, but I'm like trying to mess with the controls. I'm like, when was there not a time where I couldn't back up? I thought I could, but apparently you can't.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's a nice uh, detail. Nice. Okay.
0: I was going to say. I mean, you spoke about this in the epi- like a few episodes ago. I think in the concept arts, it showed using the Zoomer in the Forbidden Forest. So I think that was an idea that they scrapped in the original game. So that would have been cool to see. Mm. Um, I think they scrapped a few things in the original game. Might have been just to get it on release day but I think they scrapped a sky village as well at some point yeah yeah hopefully if they ever do a remake then they could flesh it out more
1: but that sounds very interesting yeah I think I remember I remember seeing that concept art that you're talking about but I think overall the controlling of the zoomer it was
2: pretty okay in this game I don't even think the thing has breaks either I think you just you know as soon as you stop pressing the button the thing will just kind of like slow down rapidly till you stop so all you do ha- all you have is like go and bump that's about. I think that's about mm. it.
1: Uh, but what what are your opinions? What are your opinions on the area of the precursor basin?
2: I enjoy it because since of the fact that you know you can actually drive around the, zo- uh, the Zoomer you know without any issues. And and a few of the emissions in that area were quite difficult, and it took me forever just to uh, you know get some of them done. But uh, overall, I, I kind of enjoyed the area uh, more than you know the volcanic uh, tubes and all that. Mm, okay.
0: Um, Yeah, I thought it was a very beautiful area of the game. I think it did really well with the, uh, you know, level design. I like how Mm -hmm. it had a a lot of verticality to it. Um, You know, there's lots of jumps, caves, there was a race cave which you go in and you know, you could drive over on the top. I thought it was really good level design for Precursor Basin, personally. Mm.
1: And me personally, I love some Precursor lore. And I think there is a lot of Precursor lore inside Precursor Basin because it has all of these statues, it has the massive uh, um, palace-like thing in the middle.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, So yeah, for a Precursor lover, Precursor Basin is the place to be.
0: (laughs) Oh, I completely agree. I love the lore. It's brilliant.
2: It always gives the mystery of the the precursors and everything. Okay, so... um, Ian, do you want to talk to us? Do you want
1: to talk to us about rounding up the moles? How did you find the mission, or what's your opinion on it?
2: It was simple enough. I mean, it was it was, took a little bit of doing and everything, considering that they're blind, and half the time I keep forgetting where the hole is. So I'm like, is it over here? And I'm trying to you know round them up, and I'm like, nope, it's not over here. And then I have to like let them all go, and then trying to figure out where the hole is again. And then I mean, it it was pretty basic and simple and for most of its uh, in the course of the mission. But it's pretty easy to get done once you remember where the hole is. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, interesting mission. I thought, I thought yeah, it was very fun. But, like, yeah, like what um, Ian said, bit of a pain because they're blind, obviously. can take a few <laughs> tries to get them in the hole.
1: <laughs> yeah. And also, and also something else, I think those moles are the only like, really red thing in the whole area, so it really catches your eye and you're like, oh what are those? Uh, so they do something with them? So it's a, it's a very nice introduction mission to the whole Precursor Basin level, I think, because it makes you like, fly around and check the area, uh, and then go into each and every little mission over there. Um, uh-huh.
0: Should we move on to the Killing the Dark Ego plants?
1: Yeah, yeah, Zach, tell us about
0: it. You have to pick up the uh, green eco, which has come out of the green eco vent, I believe. Um mm-hmm. have to try and run over all of the dark eco plants on the floor. Um, yeah, I never really understood how the mechanic worked. Did it just spread? Or did it have like a timer? For any, I, I don't really know. Because it switched back to uh, purple after you uh, transformed mm-hmm. it, didn't you? So I don't
1: really know. Mm-hmm yeah that was kind of a pain in the ass
2: (laughs) it it was a pain in the ass and everything those things grow back fast every time i'm like i'm trying to look at the meter and trying to um figure out a good timing to go back Mm. and go get it real quick then you know go back and you know mow down the the weeds and everything it it took me quite a few times
1: and also it's the path, I think for me, it's the path that you will take. Like it is like the manage between do I have enough dark green eco or do I have to go back and refill? And you're only who is thinking about that. But I think maybe around five to six refills, you will pretty much do it if you know what you're doing.
2: Yeah, I, I think with the, uh, the zoomer, mm-hmm. I think the uh, green eco ends up actually being used faster than when you're actually you mm-hmm. know, jumping around and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So it kind of shortens your time as you're trying to get the job done.
1: Uh, to be honest, I never counted that, but you might be right.
2: Yeah, it, like I said, it took me like 5, 6, 7, 12 times. I kind of lost count. I was just getting mad. <laughs> and uh, what is your
1: opinion on the flower that comes out afterwards that uh, pops out of the power cell?
2: Did that make any sense to you? Mowing <laughs> yeah. down weeds and then all that stuff and then you end up getting flowers. It makes sense. was a nice, pretty flower, especially when it pops out... Uh, you know power cells and all that and i kind of thought when i first did it i kind of thought it was like the you know plant monster i started hitting Ah. it and be like i want more i want more keep giving me more after a few seconds i'm like "Ah, it's just one it's just one dang
1: (laughs) very nice uh, imagination (laughs) nice Uh, uh, i think the petals are purple So I'm like, okay, so is this a dark eco-plant in the end or not? (laughs) Because as we said in a lot of episodes here on our podcast... Purple means evil in the Jack and Daxter universe, <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know if I have to trust this plant in the end or no. Is it over or they're gonna grow back? <laughs> you know, having this uh, thing That's going, point. Uh, yeah, making you mad. Like, did I finish with the mission or it's gonna come out more?
2: <laughs> right. I was kind of was kind of waiting for a giant plant monster to come out and like ravage through the area, and be like, great, there's more. But no, it's just a plant. I'm I'm waiting there, just staring at the plant. I'm like, come on, I know you're gonna do something bad. I thought it was like a spit-out, like, you know, Dark Eco or something. But now it's just, it was just a power cell. I'm like, huh, ah, something basic and simple.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, uh, the next mission is be the gambler's best time. Well, as you said, when you st- go to the Precursor Basin before you talk to the gambler, the whole area thing is closed. So, you're like, uh, what is there? Why are those pillars blocking the way at that path? But when you go back and talk to the gambler, the pillars open, and you can go drive through the uh, the black and white flag, and so the race begins. Oh, uh, I had,
0: yeah! I had no idea about that. I, I've, I've always just spoken to the villagers before I do anything, so I've never actually realised it was blocked <laughs> off when you come for
1: asking. <laughs> Wow, that that's fascinating, yeah, <laughs> because, uh, oh. yeah, as you said, uh, me personally, like, most of the times, because it, it, the the area is right next to the geologist, I'm like, okay, let's go first to the precursor basin, and then I'm like, oh, I forgot, I need to speak to the gambler, <laughs> and then I go and speak to him, <laughs> it's a different approach, mm. uh, but my comments is just, is a very, very interesting um Uh, Like map layout of the thing it has some challenges, it has some dark eco boxes, it has some moving parts some lurkers that if you kill them they fly you up high and they give you some boost it's very interesting, it has a lot of elements going on and I think the challenge is pretty okay it's not too hard, it's not too easy it's something in the middle
0: I do wish there were more races like that in the game because it was Mm. really fun as a one-off but um, it would have been cool to have a whole Maybe, of them.
1: yeah maybe they were as you said they were planning a forest one like they were planning to make a race like that in the forest probably but they mm. just scrapped it uh, yeah. ian any, ian any comments
2: yeah well the, I'm, I'm not much into racing games but i actually kind of enjoyed that one for the most part oh you, you know those little pillar things that just pop out of the wall i kept running into them <laughs> i tried not to but i kept running i'm like all right i'm gonna time this and then as soon as I. I I think I've got it right, and I keep hitting it and everything. I still got the job done, obviously, but those pillar things were a pain, and I didn't, all that. I think it was a good, like, startup to the idea of uh, racing and all that for the, you know, future courses in the game and everything. As soon as I got it done, I was one of those people, like... Done, never doing it again. Yeah, I completely understand. I think
1: this is the most. Uh, in Jack games, the races are one of the least likable missions, like in all three games <laughs> in general. Probably, yeah, you have to like the races in Jack X, of course, because it's only a racing game. <laughs> but <laughs> I think nobody likes like racing even in Jack 3 or Jack 2. Uh, they hate the, the, those missions. I don't know. Jack, what is your opinion on that?
0: It depends. Sometimes. I used to really dislike the races in Jack 2 because they are mm. so difficult but now I know all the shortcuts it's quite mm. exhilarating like you know oh, I need to do this last lap I can't die I need to you know like, I, I, you know that uh, on Jack 2 when you have to jump over that ledge
1: um, yeah. yeah yeah
0: that is such <laughs> a good I love that part it's just so good yeah,
1: yeah. but when uh, you f- when you fail at that one it's like oh my god they have to restart <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's very um, nah.
0: A bit of a random question, but mm-hmm. the Precursor Basin, it has some really interesting geography. What do you guys think it was, what it was before when the Precursors were about?
2: Not ex- exactly sure. I mean, it's it's an, a good question. I have no idea, honestly. Yeah.
0: The first thing that comes to mind is like a sort of pumping station, because like when you go through the race, there's all like the, you know, sort of like pumping something, is it? You have the uh, Precursor Pillars? Anyway. in your way um,
1: mm, like a whole yeah. city you mean
0: yeah like a sort of pumping station that part but not, yeah it, it does look like a bit of like a city doesn't it with the, uh, just the large structure in the middle of the map but,
2: maybe some kind of eco yeah. refinery maybe mm. Mm. Nah, it's something it's
0: a, I it, wish they could uh, expand on in the future hopefully that would be uh, really cool
1: I just opened a, 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 a picture of the place here because um, I wanted to see a little bit of detail but First of all, I love that the whole tower thing is leaning, which I think makes it more of a, an abandoned thing. Like you see a lot of um, precursor structures being underground or inside of the grass and stuff like that. And also the whole structure in the middle is leaning, like the Pisa Tower in Italy. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, um, this truly like, gives you the feeling of the abundance, like the precursors are gone and all this thing is, ab- is abandoned. Uh, and i and i like that
0: i just love how rich the lore is in the environments and everything in the first jack and daxter game which just mm. you know lets your imagination run wild really it
1: it has a it ha- I, as i said in another episode it has a very a very nostalgic ambience like i don't know what is up with this game but you can just go in every location you want and just sit there and listen to the sound effects or the soundtrack from behind, a bit of a meditation game if you're getting what I'm saying. <laughs> like, 100 percent. Yeah, it
2: really, it really makes your imagination go wild. Yeah. It gives it kind of a sense of myst- mystery, to uh, yeah. what you know was there before. Oh. You know.
1: Yeah, and just right now I remembered also there was another glitch that you can go up on the precursor Basin without the zoomer. You need you need to check it out on YouTube. Like if you click uh, Precursor Basin Glitz, you I think you could find it. I'll have to try it. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I was I, I've been thinking for a while where Precursor Basin could be in the Jack Two and Jack Three games, and you know that last sort of driving mission in Jack Three when you you have Damus in the car with you. Ah, uh,
1: yeah. You think you think that is, huh?
0: I think okay. it is. It looks it looks geologically the same. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: it, yeah. I can't remember the name of the uh, area, but it does look very alike. What what what's the next precursor or parasol, I mean?
2: Oh, the most okay. pain in the ass part of the whole experience. Of getting the parcel over the lake. It took me a while. <laughs> Considering that the controls for the zoomer was a bit wonky, for my opinion, it, you know, since there's mm. no brakes and you can't exactly you know stop or or anything like that or back up so trying to navigate you know around corners and get up higher and those the pillar things that you can like bounce on everything i kept on missing those yeah yeah i know i know exactly what you mean Mm. yeah as soon as i got it i every time as soon as i get it i jump up i'm like finally yes it's like what are you doing i'm like i've been at this for three days now
1: (laughs) three days (laughs)
2: I, I did yeah that's how long it took me the first I, like three days it took me to do it and I, I did it like because I usually had a friend who um kind of gets me through uh difficult areas, but this one was this one got personal, you know it's, it's like it's just a game. like no, I've invested my life into this part, so as soon as I got it down, I'm like, yeah I, I think I, almost, I think I might have um, done a few break dances that I copied from Dancer. <laughs> I
1: imagine you yeah, I imagine you' on the floor.
2: It's like I didn't know you could do that. I'm like, well, I learned from the best,
1: you know. Quite the answer. <laughs> nice. nice one, uh, Jack, Your comments on the mission.
0: Um, is this? I'm just trying to figure out which mission this is. Is this the one we have to jump over that little rock?
1: Yeah, it's the one. It's the one that you have to start actually moving onto the little platform segments that they're around the, the back side of the precursor basin. Uh, yes, yeah. I remember that nice and in the in the last part you have to make a very long jump to reach the power cell that is hovering over the lake
0: yeah (laughs) Mm. no that's a good bit yeah it's uh, can be a bit frustrating but yeah it's a good bit of platforming that
1: that Mm. mission it's a a, a flying platformer if that makes any sense (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah yeah uh, well, yeah, as you said my uh, my also my biggest pain in the ass, probably most when I was younger and playing the game was those pillars, as you said Ian, uh, the three pillars that you have to jump from one to the other to get to the ramp, that you jump and you get the power cell. but the trick on those pillars is to actually slow down when you jump on them, and don't uh, boost, don't give any speed just use the speed you have and just jump, one at a time and this is, I think, the only way that I'm still managing to do it first time. Do you want to talk uh, about the going through the purple hoops?
0: Yeah, sure. Um mm-hmm. so this is one of those missions where if you miss the purple hoop, then you have to go back right to the beginning. Um this one's pretty easy. It's quite a, it's quite a nice one this purple hoops. Um it's really the next one that's difficult. Um but yeah, it's a good little challenge, what do you guys think?
2: It was pretty nice. Um, it was a nice change of pace for everything else. Um it's kind of i found it a little difficult at first when you it, when when you play it but you haven't played it in a while and you have to you know there's a certain sense where you can like uh, find them obviously within you know as soon as you grab one there's oh there's another one you can grab that one grab that one but uh, there's a few where you actually have to take a second to look at where it is and everything and by the time you find it sometimes you like you try to go through it and just before you hit that ring it closes and it gives you that sound like you're a failure, and then you have to do it all over again.
1: Yeah, am I the only one that got very, very scared when I was younger to that failed sound of Jack and Daxter? Like the failed sound of Jack two and three is okay, it's just a bum. But in the Jack and Daxter one, uh, the Jack and Daxter the the game, it was like a bam bam, and it, it always fucking scared the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> when, right? When, like, <laughs> hur, hur.
2: I'm Like, what the heck? <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's like, what the fuck, did I fail in life? What happened?
2: <laughs> I'm telling you, it, it, I mean, it, get kicked right there, yeah. get kicked right there, and it, that hurts a lot, you know, worse than, you know, the whole failing fail thing, that life? just, it kind of hurts yeah. a little bit more, yeah. it stings. I, I think that's
1: why in the Jak 2 game, because they also had hoops missions here and there in the Jak 2, they had the timer, because you know how much time you have to get from the one hoop to the other, but in here you don't know. So it's always random. Do I have enough time? Do I don't? Like, you don't really know if you have time to get from the one hoop to the other. Yeah,
2: at least within that one, it kind of just tells you, you failed. Try again, yes or no? But, you know, in the first one, it's like, ha, ha. Like, <laughs> patronizes you at that point. I'm like, thanks. I tried my best. imagine having this sound as an alarm clock? <laughs> right? Oh, my. Oh I just need to get up, ha, ha. Come on, ha, ha. <laughs>
1: I would just take it and throw it in the wall. <laughs> okay, yeah. And now, after you finish the purple hoops, you need to find the blue hoops, <laughs> which are very well hidden. But you find that small gap, and there is the first blue ring. And you're like, okay, the purple rings was kind of hard. How card can be a blue ring. Like blue is a chill color, you know it's a very relaxing color. <laughs> but then you jump through the first hoop and you realize it's way more difficult than the purple one. <laughs> because every oh, yeah. hoop is so far away from the other one. And I think you have to make some very tricky jumps to get some of them. You get the parcel just right when you go through the hoop. And I think this is a very epic moment. Like it, like it's not just that you go through the hoop and the parcel just appears as you remember there's a small animation like you go through the hoop and while you're in the middle of the hoop the parcel pops out and i really yeah. like that uh, detail oh, that is cool yeah that's very cool do you have any comments on this mission
0: um just that it's a pain in the ass sometimes like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> like halfway through the race you have to jump over that little rock where the little lake is and oh if you miss yeah it, you have to stall yeah. the back to the beginning it's
2: like, oh,
1: yeah yeah you're right yeah it's that also there? as well yeah, yeah. If you any... jump a
2: little bit too high you know. i'm trying to remember if i've done it or not because there's some missions that i skipped before just kind of like all right i think i have enough power cells let's just pretend these don't exist mm-hmm.
1: that's something awesome about uh, jacket daxter game as well that you don't have to take all the power cells to just get to the game ending so that's very very nice because for example if you don't like the blue hoops mission you just never do it <laughs> it's okay <laughs> So, Ian,
2: do you want to talk about killing the flying lurkers? Flying lurkers, Um, to me that was kind of easy, like really easy, Mm. and everything. To me, I think that was probably the easiest one out of uh, the entire course of all the missions and everything. I I just see as I see them flying, and I'm like, "You're mine!" And I just jump, and boop, (laughs) they're gone.
1: That's that's interesting. That's interesting. Uh, it's always like a little mini game because it goes faster than you. You can never like r- f- catch it, but you can find it in a corner and then kill it.
0: Yeah, I enjoy this mission. I, I like the sort of missions where you have to fly into the lakes, It's quite fun. Um, but yeah, these they can be a bit of a pain. In the arse sometimes, you know, when mm. you're having to chase them up the uh, the ramps and then they go down the hole. and. They go somewhere where you don't, where you don't think they're going to go. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, that's right. <laughs> and also, am I the only one that gets annoyed from the sound they make? Like, they make a sound like, hoo, 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 and I really don't fucking like the sound. <laughs> like, it's so annoying. It's like very big flies. <laughs>
2: yeah. And I was like, okay, now I need to kill them. also kind of noticed the idea of, like, mm. why don't you... I, I understand the concept of the game and everything why can't you use Daxter sometimes for some of these missions? You know? Like, when it comes to flying lurkers, I feel like you can, like, because you, when you get behind them, you can get so close. You're like, I'm gonna get it, I'm gonna get it, and it turns out to left, and you're like, damn. But there's some points where you can you, I'm I'm sure you can, like, t- you could have taken, like, Daxter and threw it at the, uh, the flying lurker and somehow take it down. Go get him, Dax! <laughs> I got it!
1: <laughs> Again, I think it was kind of a, PlayStation uh, like era at that moment, like a limitation. I don't think they thought about it, but it would be a very interesting idea, you know, to just throw Daxter on the lurkers and he catches them and throws them off. <laughs> but, yeah, that would be very, very funny. Yeah, and actually and, and actually you don't you don't meet flying lurkers I think anywhere in the game rather than the precursor basin, am I right?
0: I think you meet them when you're on the way to you know and you are on the A Grab Zoomer still and then there's the three flying zoomers that are going to blow
2: up the past yeah but those ah, so, those, yeah. those are mechanical ones i think that, that, that you know
1: that. yeah I th- yeah i also think yeah those were more like of a balloon lurker but without the balloons so Got it sure. wasn't yeah.
0: yes of course yeah mm. no yeah I, th- they are, I think i think they're the only lurks of their type because of basin yeah yeah
1: so so yeah. when you kill them it's like you're getting extinct of them <laughs> After you kill those flying lurkers They just go extinct Because there's no other flying lurker in the whole game
0: Yeah it's so harsh
1: So it makes you feel bad
0: <laughs> Yeah then in Jack too they were like enslaved And you're like oh sorry about that
1: <laughs> uh, And so we get to the final mission Jack where do we find the seven scout flies And is it easy to find them I
0: never really Memorise where they are I just see them and I pop them open you know? Um <laughs> Let me yeah, them.
2: I think yeah. It just happened to be on the paths of the missions and everything. Every time you like the, the blue rings and the, the the plants and everything, I think it just it just happened to be in the path that you're you know taking. You don't have to you know go out of your way to find the scout flies. Yeah, like most of the levels in Zagadak that have very good level
1: design. Uh, this is one as well because, as I said, this is one of uh, those uh, levels that is not linear. You can go wherever you want and start with it. So. It's a, it's a very nice uh, uh, touch.
0: Hmm.
1: Okay, so we can move to the next segment.
0: Okay, to, cool.
1: To renaming the level. And as uh, our um, main host, Cherry, said, it doesn't have to be fabulous. So what was your name <laughs> for the whole area um, of, the, of Precursion Basin? Ian?
2: Um, top of my head, I think. The only thing that comes to mind is Basic Basin. Since you know, there's you, you can actually base, roam. Base. Yeah, you can roam around and all that, and all that, and you know, figure out controls uh, for the zoomer, and I'm sure there's some difficult uh, missions. Uh, but other than that, it just it kind of feels be- uh, you know, kind of a basic, um, a fresh you know map to actually go around and enjoy the map, you know. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, because for me, the word basic is like
1: something is bad so I'm like the basic basin like it's a it's oh. the meh basin <laughs> the one that not a lot of people like <laughs> but you don't mean it this way
2: you mean it as a tutorial to the zoomer controls yeah okay. yeah, like what the you know the rock village and everything everything's kind of you know thundering and everything's destroyed and everything but as soon as you get into you know, the basin and everything it it seems um, untouched of trouble you know not well mm. it is touched by trouble but not like you know flying rocks or anything it just kind of mix of nature and you know precursor objects and such feels a bit ba- yeah, feels yeah. Mm-hmm. basic and nice
1: okay yeah. so basic basin it is okay <laughs> uh, and jack
0: from the top of my heads moles holes and flag poles <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was like er. That, that was perfect that was like a rhyme <laughs> nice <laughs> okay okay very nice well me like i struggle like i don't know like 10 minutes trying to think of a name and i couldn't find one that i really really liked so i ended up like with um, lost precursor flying course if that makes any sense like because it's yeah. lost precursor and you fly and it's a course so I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. And, when, and I really wanted <laughs> like, to fit Eden in the name, like Flying Eden, Hovering Eden. I, like re- I really like the word Eden, but I couldn't fit it like good in a name, so I end up with Lost Precursor Flying Course. Which <laughs> 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 is a very long name, but what can you do? It doesn't have to be fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now let's just explain to Jack how they make the connection works. Uh, you just think of whatever you want in the whole universe Uh, but of course no curse words but whatever else you want (laughs) and you challenge someone to make a connection with the thing you thought on the Junkie Daxter world so for example I'm saying uh, I don't know uh, big boulders and then you have to think how big boulders connect to the Junkie Daxter game okay that was just an example Okay, so uh, I'm going to start first and challenge Ian, and then Ian is going to challenge you, and you're going to challenge me, and this is going to be the mini game. Okay?
0: Okay. Great. Okay.
1: So, Ian, I want you to connect uh, with the Jungle Daxter. They were, the, let me think, let me g- give me five minutes. To, no, no, not five minutes, five seconds. <laughs> five <laughs> five minutes. minutes. No, five <laughs> seconds to think about it. Okay, I want you to connect the word cactus in the Jack Daxter
2: game. Cactus. Yeah. All right, give me a second.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, Jerry's going to edit it, so you have all the time you want. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Ian. You you can make a connection even if, even if it's not so fancy.
2: Well, so the only one I can think of is noticing how Samos has a bunch of plants and I don't think uh, a cactus he has one of. Maybe he doesn't like him or anything considering the fact. He can also like fly over him and everything with his you know, ability. So I found that kind of odd because you know, the other games there are cactuses and you can destroy them. But not this, not the first one. No cactuses in the first one.
1: Yeah, well, well, my mind was uh, also in Samos, like he probably would have had uh, some cactuses right there. <laughs> so, Ian, you challenge Jack. Jack. A bouncy ball. Mm. All right. Bouncy
0: um. ball. Hmm. So is this just in the Precursor Legacy or is it in the whole
1: trilogy? Uh, no, we just stayed in the Precursor Legacy.
0: Precursor Legacy. Okay, bouncy ball. Okay, the only thing I'm thinking of right now is when you... You're in the Sentinel Beach mm-hmm. and you scare the seagulls and then, you know, the, there's a landslide and then the, the power cell bounces on the floor and opens up. That's I've got.
1: Ah, <laughs> ah, got. you, you yeah, yeah, you took it literally. Okay, yeah, that, that, <laughs> <laughs> that was interesting. Well, I just thought that maybe Daxter would have a bouncing ball on him because he's more of a joyful guy. So when he was human, he probably had some toys. So I'm guessing inside of his toys probably could be a bouncing ball. I don't know.
2: Not bad. (laughs) I think that one power cell might be the only one, I might be wrong, mm -hmm. that actually bounces when something happens, you know, coming from the (laughs) cliff and everything. I might be the only one that actually bounced. Yeah, but the funny thing is that the power cells don't bounce a lot, which makes
1: them like feel very heavy, which makes it very satisfying. (laughs) Yeah. So Jack, you challenge me now. I'm ready.
0: Okay. (laughs) <laughs> okay yes I'm looking out of the window what you got
1: okay so I need to connect looking out of the window uh, so <laughs> I think <laughs> so literally the first thing that comes in my mind is the bird lady because I think when you meet the bird lady he she's holding up those huge uh, binoculars that she's looking out of the window trying to find the birds she's searching for So this is the first thing that comes in my mind by looking out of the window. But I think uh, I'm going to connect it more into Seamus again. Because Seamus is the one like looking out of the window into Misty Island and protecting yes. like protecting the village in some kind of way.
0: Yes, I was actually thinking uh,
1: yeah.
2: that. <laughs> I was thinking that. So, There's a whole view from up there. So
1: Yeah, and in the previous episode we talked about the theory guy that makes some very relaxing Jacket Daxter videos that he goes from level to level. And he was talking about Samos having his hat placed this high on the village because he could look to Misty Island and see if any lurkers came to attack the village. So Samos is like a protector of the village, of course, because he's a sage. And uh, yeah, that's why he has this open window there looking into Misty Island to be sure that they Mm -hmm. don't surprisingly attack to the village. Okay, so I think that's a wrap.
0: Thank you for listening. This is episode 9 of the Jacked podcast. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. Now, all of
0: you, get out of here!